Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. We're quickly approaching the second anniversary of the podcast, so be on the lookout for some very special projects in the near future. I can't say much, but I will tell you that you won't want to miss it, so keep an eye on the Instagram. Thank you to everyone who listened, shared, and gave feedback on last week's episode with Jalen Like Rose. It's always great to have a female perspective, so we'll keep providing more of that. This week, we have a returning guest, Zach, a.k.a. Mr. Ecos underscore TX. He has a wealth of knowledge and is a lot of fun, so let's get into it. Zach, welcome. Mr. John Ratner, what's good, homie? Not too much, not too much. Thanks for making a return onto the podcast. A lot of people enjoyed your previous episode. I know I did, and uh, that's really all that you need to qualify is me having a good time. We have good conversations, and uh, I know you like to talk sneakers, so uh, let's do that. But before we do, need to ask what's in the rotation. Are you on any particular wave right now, or are you kind of mixing it up well no and not not necessarily i mean my my rotation is kind of a a reflection of my collection so you know we talked about this last time i'm kind of all over the place um today i wore the 2015 um asics uh packer collaboration the dirty bucks uh, probably a, a shoe that, that a lot of people are familiar with absolutely one of my my favorites um, from that from that anniversary collection um, this week um, looking looking down on the floor here uh, 577 ETO from the uh, English tender pack the New Balance uh, I wore a pair of 2005 ACG uh, Air Alford uh, I think that's 05 um, checking it out yeah 05 uh, let me see what else. Oh, the uh, the new Air Trainer One uh, retro. Uh, I know you got those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, while while we're on that, what do you think of of that 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 latest retro? I was going to ask you. So uh, you picked up the new ones. I did. Yeah. So the pair I got, um, I bought it on eBay, and I paid a few bucks over retail because the last ones never made it anywhere. So I was a little bit paranoid. I wasn't going to get them. Uh, the SB version, which I'm really, really impressed with, but I kind of beat up, got two pairs, kind of beat up those. So it's very important to me with this shoe that I have at least a little bit of backup. So I have the SB now beat up, a, a DS1, which I'm definitely keeping on ice for a while. And then I have the um the fragment version which isn't really it's not a chlorophyll but it's right quite close in my mind people will say it isn't but it's as close as you get in another colorway so i picked up this new pair because as soon as i saw it i said okay i need this this might not come to canada the sb's only dropped at a few skate shops if i'm not if i'm not mistaken so I, I, I paid up and i got my pair and it was a little bit dented up i did a a a reel and the real, lots of views on the real, you know, it's amazing when you do real something, you don't right. do anything and, and 10,000 people watch it. <laughs> no. uh, but as I, every time I watch the real, I look back at, I put the shoe, I put the shoes away because the, there was, especially on the in, inner sides, um, some kind of leather denting crinkling crinkling okay, so denting. Th- I, that's what yeah. i was going to bring up and the heel i got my portion. pair in and they were the the on the medial side the mid perforated panel was crinkled to hell i was crinkled like like a jordan one toe box toe it, it was it and, was i and was also, so disappointed i don't want to bring up any more painful things but the heel if if you i'm trying to think of a shoe that like imagine uh like a low any low shoe that you smash your foot into and that plastic portion that that forms it is is what you're it kind of feels like that area is protruding or dented in like you can see so on my pair i had that problem and i was in I was in the States. I was in New Orleans recently and I went to sneaker politics. They had a bunch of pairs and I looked at 
I looked at two pairs in my size. I didn't check any other sizes because I wanted my 11 and a half. And both of them had it worse than the pair I had at home. Didn't really? have the didn't have the medial side problem, but had the toe box dent. And you can almost see it when you look at, you know, when you see a Nike, uh, a Nike stock photo and you see the flaw in the stock photo, then you know right. they picked yeah. the best one and the every other one is worse. So I yeah. think if you look at the Nike stock photos, they dropped on Nike.ca. And I decided to, I could get a return. So I ordered a couple pairs and I'm going to pick the best one if there is one. And um, the pair that I have will be the pair I guess I wear. Um, right. Yeah, disappointing. So, I mean, we're, we're sitting here and it, uh, it kind of feels like we're accentuating the negatives. Uh, was there anything about about that that latest release that you appreciated? Well, I appreciate. I feel like I'm being the interviewer now, rather no, than the interviewee. Please, I, is, I like it. Let's let's important. switch. Flip the I, script here. It's an important shoe for me. I imagine it's important uh, it is, for me. It is for, for you me as well. Um, yeah. It's important shoe for all of us uh, at Sneaker Preservation Society. On and and he's yeah, I heard talking that about one. it. it We've been one. talking about it. a lot of other people have been talking to me about it, about people messaging me about it. It, it was easy to get. Now I don't think right. it was easy to get because of the potential flaws i don't think that's why it was sitting and may probably still be sitting on nike.ca i think it's because um either they made a lot or people don't care about the shoe unfortunately i think it's probably the latter and i'm shocked but i guess the as well it's interesting you mentioned that i mean the other pair that i the other pair that i have is the 2012 release which nobody cared when that dropped as well that that sat on shelves and i ended up getting that one, I don't remember what I paid, but it was far below retail because it sat for so long. And I was on the outskirts of Houston and just happened to stop it. I don't know. It was a foot action or something. And they had it on the shelf and it was marked down and, and I grabbed it. So I, I don't know. As, as far as the, the prices climbed in between that release and this one, I thought that this one would be a little bit different. But now that it's upon us, it, it looks like it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of history repeating itself uh, to some degree. It's um, funny. I had two pairs of the 2012s. One I wore, one that was DS, and I sold the 2012 before the SBs dropped. I don't think I knew. I, I wasn't sure. I don't remember if I knew they were dropping. They weren't. And it was a, quite a high price. So I said, you know, the, I thought the quality of the shoe was worth way less even though i was well i guess i was stuck with my fragments and those so i wasn't in too bad shape but right. i did not think the the quality on that pair was good enough for the whatever four or five hundred i got for it. i got a lot and it turns out that it worked out because i got the sbs and you know they may not be uh og at all in materials um but uh, they certainly are much nicer so how, have you compared the 2012s to these ones at all the new ones? I haven't. I haven't pulled them out yet. In fact, I was planning to do, you know, like take a take a snap of them next to each other uh, as a post, but that never came to fruition. So, no, I actually haven't put them next to each other. It's just I, at first glance that the materials yeah. seem a little subpar in comparison to me. Now, it's been a while since I've pulled the, the 2012s out, but uh, at least over a year. And I wore the crap out of the 2012s as well. Um, yeah. And I really wore those a lot. Um, so they, they, they look beat. So I don't know how, how, you know, how good of a comparison I really can make. But I, from what I remember the last time that I did have them out, the material seemed a little better than these. Uh, but again, the things that I do appreciate, because I, I do want to, obviously I bought yeah. the shoe because again, it's, a, it's, it's, it's important. <laughs> it's a, like you said, it's an important shoe historically, um, means a lot to me in terms of nostalgia and the things I do like about it. The green seems to be a little closer, yeah. um, in my opinion, to the original. I know a lot of people were complaining because I think when most people think uh, chlorophyll, they, they think of that kind of lighter green. Um, but I, if from what I remember, the original was actually a little darker, a little closer uh, to this one. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. The shape isn't, isn't bad on this one. Um, honesty, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess because of Nike's, track record here recently with a lot of the shoes that i love um one that you've probably seen me gripe about the the moab 
um, yep. you know, the bulbous toe box and many others. I was really fearful that I was going to get this pair in and hold it up and be like, Oh my gosh, banana boats. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and, and the shape seems to be decent. So I, I guess I'm, uh, I'm counting my blessings here. Right. I I'm, I'm trying to see the cup is half full. I was really, really disappointed about the medial side panel. I'm holding it in my hand as I talk to you right now. And it's, um, you know, the, the right shoe was just extremely crinkled and that was, that was disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. You know, um, I, I, I've, I hate to say it, but I, I've gotten to the point now that with like current Nike releases, I, I, I don't, I don't remain real, real hopeful. You know what I mean? And that's, that's probably sad to say, cause I continue to spend money with the company, but, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't hold my breath with, with current releases, you know? Yeah. I, and I'm very happy it came out. I don't know if it was anticipated. I certainly didn't see it coming. The only thing that maybe would have foreshadowed it like months ago, maybe they've previewed it more recently, but you know, we saw um, those silhouettes that either Travis was wearing or, or the, the older, um, the older uh, remakes of, uh, I don't, I don't think we ever figured out what he was wearing. There were, there were kind of, it, it was the shoe, but I think it was in its previous skate iteration. Right. Right. And, right. Which I think they may end up coming out with, and this might be part of it, but you know, what, whatever happened. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did it. And, uh, and the SBs were really limited. So I think maybe they did this in a mass release in large quantities and and when it's large quantities um quality usually suffers and if that just yep. means more people are going to get in maybe yeah. their kids wearing it because of travis or whatnot and it's going to rebirth the air trainer well who knows right so i'm not yeah. going to complain too much but and, and you know what at the end of the day i warmed to the gym the other day i had him on i looked in the mirror when i got to the gym i thought you know what it's a good looking shoe you know what i mean so Again, I, I, you know, when I spend money on a sneaker and I, I review its flaws, which, you know, you can't help but do that. I also have to remind myself that, hey, there's a reason I bought this. You know, it has meaning to me personally. It looks good on foot. So it is what it is. It's, it's, Absolutely. it's purchased and it's behind me. So it looks good on foot. It looks good as any yeah. other air trainer on foot. Yeah. And I try to forget the, uh, the flaws as quickly as possible and i do yeah. especially when you wear it more incentive to wear it and uh, maybe i'll just keep one pair and wear it and uh, don't be that guy who needs an extra pair on ice because they'll probably be floating around for a while although those are words that uh that are often proven wrong when i was thinking about i was thinking about my son i said you know he's got a pair of air tech challenge twos he's about to wear and he liked them and hot lavas he likes them and he's really he said i want to wear these dad this summer and i said i said to him what about these what do you think about these you think you'd want a pair and he's kind of like yeah maybe you get me a size up and i decided not to for him because yeah. sometimes now i buy pairs for him when i know i shouldn't be buying them and i decided not to i said you know what if there's if they're here hours maybe a day later on nike.ca uh they'll probably be available for him uh in another year but uh but we'll see but yeah that was a big release for me i mean uh, i was yeah no it's an important one it, it is yeah. i mean i i i wasn't going to be without them you know what i mean when it when it comes to a shoe with with that kind of uh, cultural and and historical significance i'm i'm not going to pass that one up so you know so it's funny that you said you wore it already were you giving it a test run do you typically do that when you get something like you don't hold back oh, you I, just kind of put it on oh yeah I, well yeah i wear everything I, everything i mean if i get it if i buy a pair of you know 1998 you know acg you know i'm just throwing out some uh, air albies yeah i mean i'm gonna it's gonna be worn probably within the first week you know what i mean um i wear my shoes and you know when they come in, it's not going to sit for too long unless unless by chance I just forget about it, which that happens. I know that happens to you. I'm sure, you know, sometimes you throw it in the stack and two other pairs come in uh, in the in the meantime. And, you know, you forget about it and it's like, oh, wow. And you go back, and you got that that nice little surprise. But for the most part, um, I'm wearing stuff almost immediately because that's that's how I roll. And I always have. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not throwing the stack guy, especially we don't have the weather in the last in the winter where I can. So I bought in pairs that just were not wearable, but I did go through the stack recently and kind of break out the sort of summer pairs. So I do have some pairs that need to be on DS, like some some ruse. I have a pair of beige um suede ruse and um i can't see what else this room is is mayhem we were talking i'm going to ask you about your story situation after but um along those lines about what how do you pick what you wear each day is there a method to the madness or is it kind of like you go and you look and maybe you haven't worn something in a while it's 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 pretty much powered by that so i i do try to keep um a relatively even rotation right so i if i haven't worn something in a while then then i will i will purposefully pull that shoe out whether i'm really feeling it or not and kind of force myself uh to put it on foot because shoes need to be worn right we you've talked about this with with many people on your pods it's it's a well-known fact especially for us who are kind of knee deep in 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 the the vintage game that you you got to wear these sneakers right and it's not a guarantee that they're gonna that they're it's gonna keep them together but you have a better chance of longevity if you're wearing them. Um, plus I have them so that I can wear them. So, I mean, and I hold on to everything. So if I'm going to hold on to it, then I need to, I need to utilize it. Right. So yes, I, it's, it's really for me, you know, if I haven't, if I haven't pulled something out in a long time, uh, case in point, the 2012 trainers will probably get, now, especially now that we're talking about it, we'll probably get pulled out of the vault here pretty soon uh, for a wear just because it, it's been a while. Um, so, yeah, that that's really what it is. That's that's kind of that's kind of where it starts for me is, is you know, what what have I not rocked in a while? Yeah, we've talked about the lifespan of sneakers. So you make a conscious effort. I know we, we were talking about Jan Kanatsky off air before we started. And he said, like other restorers, wear your shoes even if you have to wear them in the house so do you ever find yourself just putting on the pair just to walk around and and sit on the couch just to get them or do you usually give them a full run um so the only time that i'll do the 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 gentle walk around the house is if i have an older dead stock pair of vintage sneakers and um that's that's purposefully so they get that kind of slow ease in uh, usage because, and I'm sure a lot of people can attest to this. You grab a dead stock pair that hadn't been ever worn in 30 years and you jump out and try to go jog down the street and that shoe's going to come apart on you. Uh, it's just, it never fails. Um, so like, for example, I was just talking about the Albies when I got that one, it was um, my, my blue pair when I got that when I got it uh dead stock and I better correct myself it's actually a 1997 before all the, the, the gatekeepers out there ridicule me for not getting my my dates right earlier but that, that 97 it. yeah that you know you know they're out there. I don't think they're, they're, they're coming for you they're just, they're just waiting to pounce bro <laughs> not um, <on> you. <laughs> no so the 97 albies I got that dead stock and this was probably 10 years ago and I eased into it because I knew you know what I mean I knew that that from experience that if I just jumped in it and, you know, went at it and full force wide open, that there's a good chance that, 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 that sucker might come unglued. Not so much um, because of, because of the midsole being uh, a Phylon midsole, probably not going to crumble on you, but the chances of, of that, that, uh, that upper coming uh, unattached from, from the midsole, you know, that you, you run that risk, of course, with the, with the older stuff. So I, I took it real easy. Um, Ward around the house for a little bit, uh, eased into, you know, light, you know, running errands. Um, and that, that shoe is still uh, holding up zero separation uh, from the outsole to the midsole, as well as the midsole to the upper. So uh, one of my favorites. Uh, but again, we, we talked about this and, and touched on it last time. Uh, the, the Nike trail stuff from the nineties, as well as the ACG stuff that, that, that whole line does incredibly well for some reason they just they were just made uh really well um and that doesn't mean that that every shoe is exempt uh, because i certainly have some that that you know need some 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 tlc but for the most part that that line holds up holds up really well oh 
yeah. kind of had with, with that particular pair, I kind of had, you know, my, 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 uh, my experience going for it, but also uh, the fact that, that Nike really made a good product back then. They really did. Yeah. And I'm sure that has most of, most of it to do, but the idea of easing into something makes sense. And you don't hear that too much in terms of advice. You hear people say, wear your shoes, but once you have that 30 year old or 10 year old or 20 year old pair of shoes, there's not really any real strategy, but it just logically makes sense that, just start slow, keep it in the house. And right. also that'll allow you to not be left number one with your shoes flapping and right. your socks scraping the ground. But also well, and specifically if, and specifically with the dead stock stuff, yeah, right? The stuff that's sure. never been worn. If you have something, if you get a used pair and I buy a lot of used shoes, I do, because a lot of what I search for. Uh, finding a dead stock pair is a needle in a haystack, right? And if, if I'm really searching for a pair and I find a good used pair, I'm going to, I'm going to grab that one. So not so much of an issue with, with the, the pre-owned stuff, but especially with that dead stock stuff, you got to be careful. You do because that shoe has never been worn. It hasn't had, I don't know what uh, the scientific, you know, uh, you know, proof of, of wearing it um, does for, for, durability and longevity but there is something to it and i'm not sure what it is the the moisture of the foot the you know making that those materials more pliable with wear i'm not sure what it is but it absolutely has um, some credence to it right i mean it, it, it does it and if for for anybody who's owned a lot of older pairs the proof is in the pudding i mean there, there's no doubt about it that wearing it seems to uh do it justice in terms of of helping it hold together yeah, and sometimes you're in a situation where you know it's inevitable. I think you were, I don't know what the status of the shoe was before you were, but, you know, if you're running out on the street and, you know, you're not paying attention, you're, you're jogging, probably not jogging, but, you know, taking your kids to a mall, you're going to, you may lose parts. You you were peeling off the sole of a shoe the other By day. By equilibriums. That's right. That's right. And that yeah. was... I assume you you knew it was coming and you said, okay, I could take my time and, you know, it, something. Could so be that, that was a, that was a good, that's a good example of kind of what we're talking about. So I got that pair dead stock um, by the looks of it. Um, it had probably been sitting like in a garage or something somewhere. It had a lot of water damage. Um, I've talked about this before. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me at all. I, I love yellowing. I love glue stains. Uh, the the patina to me is, is, is part of, part of the joy of, of vintage footwear, right? Um, that stuff doesn't bother me, but I always have a concern about that shoe coming apart because I intend to wear everything. So I had worn that shoe a couple of times, again, like all the other stuff that I get dead stock, I took it real easy, uh, wore it around the house a little bit, took it out on very short trips at first. Uh, well, couple wears in, we went uh, and took a trip uh, to Houston from, from where I live in Brennan, which is about an hour drive. And just in that drive and back, we had made a couple stops, got some gas and stuff. And um, I noticed that the, the outsole pods were, were starting to peel. Uh, and I also lost, um, there's, a, there's a plastic stability piece that, that is on the medial side of, of both shoes uh, in the dual density system. And one of those fell off, unfortunately, I have no idea where it fell off. I got back home and realized it was gone. But yes, it was at that point that I realized, okay, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do something about these because uh, no matter how careful I was, the inevitable happened. And, and what I've noticed a lot with those pairs of the late nineties, you have the spirit on the equilibrium. A lot of those uh, incorporated the outsole pods rather than a full length outsole. Right. And when any, anytime you have an outsole pod, uh, in comparison to a full length outsole, you run a lot more risk because it's not covering as much surface area. And for whatever reason, they seem to peel a lot quicker than a full, a full outsole. So I, I expected it to happen. I wasn't happy about it, but yeah, I did, did the, uh, the re-glue myself uh, about a week ago and, and got those, those bad boys back in action. So. That is the true definition of wearing everything, knowing that things may fall apart and you do it anyway and take the risk because you just want to, you just want to wear them, right? 
Oh, well, yeah. And, and for, for people like myself, and I'm sure there's others out here that do this, when I wear pairs like that, I bring backup pairs with me of course. because you have to know that there's a possibility that that shoe is going to fall apart on you. So you better have something to put on your foot uh, because anybody who knows it sucks getting stuck out with nothing to put on your feet. You know, my, uh, my son was at, at school the other day and uh, I passed down to him uh, the 2011 uh, Concords, uh, the 11s and the midsole detached from the outsole uh, or excuse me, the midsole detached from the uppers. Uh, typically what I've seen is it seems like the outsole comes off sooner, but for whatever reason, this pair midsole came off on the left foot. He called me. He had just gotten out of school. He was like, dad, my 11s just came apart. I said, dude, I told you that's, that's part of the risk, bro. I mean, it, it is what it is. I told him just, just, Next time I, I come and pick you up, just bring them, bring them with you and, and we'll, we'll get them repaired one way or another. So uh, that'll probably be the last time that, that uh, he wears an older pair and doesn't have the backup plan uh, in place. You, you, you learn from experience. Yeah. Fortunately, those, I think, in my experience, can be salvaged with, uh, with relative ease compared to some of the projects you, you yeah. do, which I'm going to ask you about after. And we talked about it on the previous podcast, but I wanted to also ask you, but last time you spoke about the search to sort of relive your past sneaker memory, some of the reasons why you look for old pairs. And I'm sure it's not the only reason because you're probably discovering new pairs all the time. But Oh, how- absolutely. Before we go into that, how is that hunt or quest going? Kind of an open-ended question, I know, but well, it's in general. it's 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 never ending. You know what I mean? It's it's an infinite quest is is really what it is, which I think is part of the fun for me. Um, now, when we talk about the you know the big important pairs that I grew up with. I pretty much own all of those already. So like all the ones um, that were, you know, monumental pairs for me growing up, uh, whether I had it or not, I've pretty much tracked down uh, most of those. But what I've, what I've found is stuff still pops up um, and I'll be like, Oh, I remember that one. So just when I'm, you know, I'm careful when I tell you that, yeah, I already have most of those because a lot of times what I find is stuff pops up and all of a sudden that memory is rekindled. And it's like, oh, my God, I remember that shoe. I have to go find that. Right. But I would say probably, you know, 90 percent of the stuff that that really means a lot to me. Um, I've, I've already tracked down and, and have it in the arsenal. Uh, but but you're absolutely right in in saying there's probably stuff that, that new stuff that pops up. There's always something. I mean, you know, I, I did an IG live uh, and, and showed, showed everybody the, the airline. That was a shoe that I didn't know existed. And I, I consider myself pretty well versed with, with uh, you know, mid to late nineties, Nike running uh, stuff. And that was one that I just don't ever remember seeing which, uh, which, which made it pretty cool, you know, to, to, to find, and then, you know, eventually track down. That was, that was kind of a, that was kind of a neat moment for me, you know, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it never ends, you know, it's a, it's an, it's an infinite, uh, hunt for, uh, the known and the unknown. Sure. You, on your recent live and, uh, you know, I always love when you do them. So you, you, you express some, Oh, am I going to do these? Please keep doing them. I know people love seeing what you pick up and seeing you talk in detail sometimes about these pairs. We've often never seen you picked up or at least showed off. I think they were new pickups to 87 pony specialist and 1990 air aligned. So is that, a, are those pairs you remember from back in the day? Yeah, actually, the 1999 airline before again, before the gatekeepers start tearing us up here. <laughs> no one thinks yeah, I know not, about you. <laughs> yeah, 90, 99 airline and uh, the 87 specialist. Um, yeah, both 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 in, incredible pairs that I was I was really, really, really happy to track down. Now, the specialist um, was a was a model that I didn't remember specifically, but with with the, the pony stuff those pairs from that era were all so similar and um, they were all, they all shared so much DNA that it was hard. It, 
was hard and still is hard for me to kind of differentiate uh, a lot of those. I mean, I'm not a, a pony expert, but the specialist was one that, that I ran across um, online and immediately was like, okay, the hunt is on, you know, especially, especially the, with the one that I got with the, uh, the graphics on the tongue, which, which I thought was pretty unique. Um, so yeah, that, that was, uh, that, that's how that came about. But, um, yeah, I hope I answered your question there. I'm not, I'm not sure if I did. You, you did. I'm curious. Is, is that a typical type of hunt? Like what, what was involved with that or what, what is involved sometimes in the more difficult or challenging hunts? Is it, is it messaging people? Is it researching or is it just being patient on eBay? Patience. It's patience for me. I'm not, I don't, I don't really incorporate a lot of help um, in, in my hunting. Uh, it's, it's typically kind of a, uh, you know, a solo project. It's something that I kind of, uh, take a lot of pride in, in making happen on my own. Now, if, if I see something, uh, that one of the IG homies has online and they, you know, offer it up and they're saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to put this up for sale or, or whatever, or this is for sale, then yeah, I might, I might jump on that, but I'm also not one. Um, if, if somebody's not advertising it, as you know open to be purchased i'm usually not one that's going to be like hey man can i can i because i i don't really like when people do that with me i'm constantly having to tell people that that nothing's for sale uh which you know short of short of you know putting it in my bio which i know a lot of people do um i you know i don't know it just it just it, it gets it gets tiresome uh so i'm i'm because i don't like it i try to to show the same courtesy to, to the people that I follow and, and the IG friends. And I, I won't reach out to somebody and ask them if I can buy their pair. So really it's usually spotting it, uh, falling in love with it, and then just searching tirelessly for it until I find it. And sometimes that search takes, you know, a couple of days. Sometimes that search takes a couple of years. Uh, but once I, once I, once I get my tractor beams on something, I, I don't ever let up. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I, I will never give up until I get it. You know what I mean? And I don't lose interest. I know a lot of people, they sway from, you know, once I'm interested in something, it can be five years from now and I might not be as interested in it, but that interest has not left. I'm, I'm still pulling the trigger on it when I get it, you know? I'm not sure if I asked you this time. I ask a lot of people, is there a running list? Not, not, not like a, you had? a formal list. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's no formal list. I mean, uh, I have an eBay watch list like everybody else and it's full at all yeah. times. You know what I mean? I, I do have to prioritize from time to time and, and knock stuff out to, uh, make room for other stuff. Um, it's absolutely right. packed, uh, 24 seven, but, um, yeah, there's not a formal list. It's just, it's just an ongoing thing. There's a, there's absolutely a mental list. I'm always looking. I'm never not looking. So yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's always, there's always a list uh, in existence. I saw you were at the thrift the other day. Is that a place you go just sort of for fun? Do you ever find anything good there? Oh yeah. All the time. All the time. I just found uh, this weekend found a, a pair of ACG joints. Uh, I mean, I, I find stuff all the time now. It's not like every, every visit, am I going to find something worthwhile? But I mean, again, I'm always looking, I'm, I'm, I'm never not hunting. So um, thrift stores, garage sales, estate sales, uh, eBay, Poshmark, Macari, you name it. I mean, if, if, if there's a, a facet that I can uh, exploit, um, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to use every, every tool at my disposal uh, or my disposal uh, to, to find what I'm looking for, you know? As far as like vintage pairs on at the thrift or places like that, do you think obviously time makes it harder to find things as as older pairs become sure. more but do you think the popularity of vintage sneakers is making it tougher like are are you know younger kids or you know the you know more more sneaker heads looking back even people like us wanting more vintage i, I, think, I think everyone does 
I think it depends on the shoe. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about a pair of Jordan ones then yeah, you know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna get lucky and stumble a pair on a pair of OG 85s. But for a lot of the stuff that I look for, I don't think a lot of people know what they are or give a crap. You know what I mean? Um, So like when you get into like uh, the ACG and trail line, there's a very niche group uh, that is searching for that stuff, you know what I mean? And a lot of it is, is very, um, you know, area oriented, you know what I mean? Like sure. down here in Southeast Texas, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of competition. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people here, um, but you're going to run into for that particular genre of footwear, you're probably going to run into more competition where you're at uh, the, the the East coast, you know what I mean? Um, So I, I definitely, I definitely take advantage of that. Um, And I'm, again, I'm not saying, I know that there's, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, outdoor footwear heads out, out, out here where I live, you know, and Southeast Texas got, has got them, but I don't think they're as plentiful as other regions of the world you know what i mean so so anyone who's looked at your account or watched your lives will know that you know you're full of facts you're full of tidbits about sneakers that you know a lot of people don't know or maybe no one knows i'm wondering are you constantly learning about older shoes as you get them are you learning about shoes you don't older shoes that you don't have and do you do the same thing with new shoes uh, before I get them, uh, I'm as soon as I'm interested in something, then I'm I'm researching it. I mean, I want to. I don't just want to wear sneakers. I want to. I want to know the the backstory. I want to know the history. I want to know how the company started. I want to know who designed the shoe. I want to know. You know, I want to know as much as possible about it. If I'm going to engulf myself um, in something like I have sneakers for such a massive part of my life then I don't want it to begin and end at putting uh, a collection of rubber and fabric and leather on my foot. You know, to me, that's, that's just a small portion of the fun, right? I mean, I want to, I want to experience the, the, the whole array (laughs) of, of what, what this game has to offer. Um, and I know a lot of people probably sneer at that and it's like, yeah, whatever, what does that, what does that matter? But it does matter to me. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's important to me to know the history of a shoe to, you know, know how we got from point A to point B uh, with a, with a particular subsect of footwear, you know, those, those things are interesting, interesting to me. So, yes, I mean, I'm, as soon as I'm interested in something, I'm researching it. I, I have done that for years. Um, you know, I, I really look up to uh, people like, you know, Gary Warnett, you know, rest in peace. That that dude was just a wealth of uh, just so much, not just sneaker knowledge, but pop culture knowledge. And, you know, those are the kind of people that I gravitate to because that's 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 more what I see in myself. Right. I don't it's more than just shoes to me. It's 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 a it's cultural significance. It's, 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 a uh, you know, it's, it's meaningful, you know, and again, I know some people probably don't, don't get that, but you know, I could care less. Well, it certainly comes across from you and uh, I personally really appreciate it. And it must, you know, if you're researching a shoe that you don't have yet, it must want, make you want it even more. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that just intensifies the hunt. Right? <laughs> I mean, I absolutely. So that, that just puts things in, in overdrive for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly, um, I'm constantly in thirst for knowledge, but it's not just sneakers. I mean, anything that I'm interested in, you know what I mean? I've, uh, since I was a young lad, I've, I've been into to, to punk rock and hardcore and metal, and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of hip hop and I want to know everything about the music that I'm interested in. Uh, I love, I love reading graphic novels. You know what I mean? Like 
I, I collect a, a lot of comic books and stuff. I want to know everything I can about those as well. So it's not just limited to sneakers. If I'm into something, then I want to, I want to be in, immersed in it as, as deeply as possible. I want the, the full experience. So when it comes to immersion into sneakers specifically, is a lot of that or does some of that go on on Instagram with your followers and your friends? Because I know we've, we mentioned a couple of them, um, people who are very, very knowledgeable like yourself. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'll be generous. I'll put myself if there's three levels at the second one, you guys are up here. You can identify models that people don't know. You could talk about designers and yeah, you want to talk to me about, the shape or um, materials on an 85 of things I have, I could talk about that. And I'm, I'm, I have some understanding, but sure. And that's fun too. No, no. Yeah. I'm wondering though, do you have frequent conversations with, I'm sure you do with everyone, but um, I want to hear a little bit more about these, you know, people I would consider quite serious about their history uh, and, are you having those conversations and, and talking about it and learning from them? Just to some degree. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you, though. The people um, that, that I chat with on Instagram that, that kind of share my same passion for, for not only the shoes, but, but the, the historical relevance. A lot of time what I've found is we will talk a little bit uh, about, you know, uh, the history and, you know, the designers and, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, but most of the time these people become friends. And so I'm chatting about like our kids or like what movies we went and saw or, you know, music. And it, it, it rabbit trails real quick from sneakers to just life. You know what I mean? And that, that happens more often than not. Um, so to, to kind of go back to your previous question, it's really, for me, more of a, a personal thing. You know what I mean? This is what I do on my downtime. Um, It's, it's a, it's a me thing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, uh, I'm feeding myself, you know what I mean? Um, And again, that's not to say that I don't, I don't share some of that with other people's, but it's, it's more the rarity than, than the norm. Absolutely. I was going to ask about non-sneaker talk with people because personally, and I, talk to my wife about this all the time when she says oh sneakers whatever and i say you know what you'd be surprised how much non-sneaker talk there's going yeah. on with the so-called sneaker yeah. friends and once you get to that point with someone and the, the fact is you know these people that you're talking about people you guys know we we all like the same well not everything but we all know right. the same thing we have the same it's not like yeah you could share oh yeah look i discovered this recent pickup and then it moves on and it's kind of like you know yeah i pick, like we could do this forever when we could talk about real things that and that's really makes you feel good and like you said it's about me and whatever you're you you want from it you should get from it if it's if it's showing off your new pickup or if it's asking someone you know, what, what they're listening to, you know, it could be, if it makes you happy, right. Then, then that's. Uh... Yeah. And then exactly. It's, it's to each his own, because again, I know that I know there's a, a massive amount of people out there that don't give a crap about the fact that, you know, Jerry Stubblefield, you know, created Avia uh, and, you know, built a company with his son and, you know, we're in pretty heated, you know, competition with Nike and came out of the, the, the same town as Nike. I know a lot of people don't care about that. That means a lot to me, but I'm fully aware that a lot of people don't care about that. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Do you live and let live. That's cool. You know what I mean? I, I have no problem with that. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not into to sneakers for anybody else, but me, this is, this is, this is my thing. And it's a very personal thing for me. Uh, the, the research is a very personal thing. The hunt is a very personal thing. Um, and, and that's, that's the way I like it. You know, something that we talked about also before we started recording, which is very personal is how people's people have their sneakers set up and you complimented me for having something quite organized in the background. I didn't even yeah, know, good. I didn't even know it looked organized. And then I lifted up my, my, um, my, um, 
computer to show you what was on the floor and you showed me the same thing but you are primarily a box stack let it lean try and keep it from collapsing let it collapse <laughs> let it let it avalanche sometimes yes oh yeah i mean yeah i i love stacks okay so i i come from an era that a sneaker collection looks like what mine does right and i understand that we have progressed to where we've we've reached a point where it does not have to I'm fully aware that, that we have drop fronts. I have some in my, my room. Um, I will give my wife credit for those because uh, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't even have those for Christmas one year. She redid uh, the, the sneaker vault and cleaned it up a bit and wanted to get a lot of these pairs that don't have shoe boxes or shoe boxes have long been destroyed through moves and transitions. She wanted to clean it up and make it look nice for me. So I am not opposed to drop fronts. It's just not uh, what I consider the ideal sneaker arsenal, right? I, I like stacked boxes. I like a bit of chaos. I, I, want, I want things to look unrefined. To me, that's, that's what a sneaker room is supposed to look like. It's the way I like it. Uh, I, I kind of, I can kind of, uh, you know, it runs parallels for me to, I'm always making connections, right? So like, I love punk rock, right? I love early eighties, hardcore, right? And these were guys that knew like two or three chords, right? And right. really didn't have a lot of musical talent, but got out and still were able to express themselves in a way that they built this cultural phenomenon that captured so many kids uh psyche like myself right well my sneaker room to me is is kind of runs in that same vein right it's it's very raw and gritty and unrefined but to me it's the ultimate ultimate expression of my personality you know what i mean yeah that makes sense i, I feel like i'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh Kind you know of what? rabbit trail in here, but but that's it, it. Really, it really is. It, it's really my setup is is an expression of me. You know, it's it's a reflection of of who I am and the way I collect. Yeah, I, I my biggest stack, and I actually have talked about this. How I regretted the drop fronts that I did like a whole wall display where everything's out, but I still have plenty of boxes, and I do have mini stacks. And my biggest stack is ten, uh, about ten ten boxes. Uh, outside of the closet, which is a little bit more organized, but there is a pleasure, and you probably share it, of trying to pull something from the bottom. Yes, and, and, and absolutely keep it, keep it. And it, there's also a little bit of pleasure when things fall. I, I obviously you don't want things to break. No, it, <laughs> it is, it is, and and for people who who don't uh, operate with stacks, you will never understand that. But there is a certain amount of pleasure that goes into trying to play Jenga and doing it successfully or even losing at Jenga and have it coming, come tumbling down and then, you know, picking up the pieces. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of the, the, you know, the whole aura of what I, I enjoy. So yeah, I, I totally get that. And the object is to get that pair. And sometimes that box, might not even have the pair you thought it had in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it does. But uh, that that brings up something because someone who's a little bit compulsive about how things are done, even if it's messy, I guess you could be a little compulsive. But you mentioned your wife did a reorg of your room. I'm she not did. so sure a lot of people would be down with that. So <laughs> could you tell oh, us? Oh, I was, I was, like I was totally okay with it. Oh, I was totally down with it because it had, it had gotten, it had gotten pretty out of hand. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's been a while, so it's kind of getting out of hand again. I, I've really been, been fighting it. Uh, but I, I, I foresee a, a, a storage facility in, in my future, uh, here in, in the, you know, sometime soon, but no, I have no problem, um, with my wife, you know, reorganizing. I mean, she did, she did get my input, uh, on stuff and and uh, she actually did a pretty good job of organizing by brand which uh, if you know me that that's a challenge in itself because there's <laughs> a bunch of them so she, she really did a good job I've I've since then um, 
kind of uh that's injected my <laughs> injected my madness back into it so of course yeah that's okay. I, that's screwed and that, i think the only thing that still looks nicer are, are the drop fronts that have a lot of my my older stuff in it but um yeah i was appreciative of it um it it, it still looks nice and, and she didn't just reorganize i mean dude she came in here she she painted i mean she oh, okay. she really like brought it all together um and and made it beautiful so yeah uh, she had your consent. I'm so feeling a bit of, I'm showed up a bit of guilt right now as we talk about this because, <laughs> again, I've I've kind of uh, brought it back to, to square one here. We'll be back next week with part two with Zach. You can find him at mr.eks underscore tx. You can find me at Ready, and be sure to follow Sneaker Dads on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>